Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are excited for another episode, another week full of baseball talk, and we've got a lot coming up for you on today's episode. A lot of stuff going on around Major League Baseball. As always, the College World Series still going on this week, although I haven't tuned into that too much, not as much as I would like to, but a lot of stuff going on around the baseball world. Some big news in Major League Baseball, some history being made, just a a whole lot of stuff on today's episode. And as always, to join me on the podcast and break down everything going on in the world of baseball is the unofficial, no, official co-host official 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 co-host decided by the foul ball area mr trey i mean i've been on too many of these episodes beat you say my name in the intro i know i don't don't know why unofficial just slipped out there it just happened my bad didn't mean to matthew already coming out mean is it it just because the Braves suck (laughs) is that why Gotta take it out somehow hey you know know, they they ended up winning the, the they played a double header yesterday against the mets and they ended up winning game two on a, a one nothing score off of Ronald Acuna Jr. solo home run. Back-to-back days, they played a doubleheader, lose the first game, win the second game one nothing thanks to a solo home run from Acuna. So interesting uh, tidbit there from the Braves, Acuna heating up a little bit right now. But uh, yeah. And the Yankees are playing better. Somehow the Rays went from the hottest team in the league to getting swept by the Mariners, and I bet on them like three times during that series. <laughs> so... Uh, right. So the Yankees moved from, I think they were nine and a half as we went and now they're four and a half back. So they're, you know, they're back into this. Um, so our teams Getting are doing a little it. bit better. Brace are five bit. back. Um, and man, how about them Cubs? So the Cubs are looking good today. So, uh, I, I only mentioned the Cubs because they are, they're the team that I have decided is going to surprise some people down the stretch in, Another They epic. sure have so far. Uh, we're in the midst of an epic, you know, Dodgers-Padres series last night. The Padres won. And uh, neither of those teams actually leading their division right now. Still the San Francisco Giants. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. Giants are still still so, in first place. I think the best record in the National League still. So let's, let's – I know we're going off topic already today. But that's <laughs> – this is kind of how – Starting some, early. Summer baseball podcasts work basically because you're in the dog days – Basically, at this point, we're about to be at the all-star break. So we're going to talk a little trade deadline, the home run race, a couple other things, uh, a top prospect coming up. Matt's going to be on that in one second. So thanks so much for joining us. But as I was saying, what if the Giants win the NL West and you have a one-game series for the wild card spot between the Dodgers and the Padres? That would have to be the most... The, the highest rated wild card game in the history of the wild card. You game. could I mean, argue be it'd be a one game series for the world series favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. You Darvish fastest to, uh, was it? Uh, 1500, 1500 Ks in less than 200 games. And it feels like it's crazy Darvish, to me that he did that because it just seems like, you know, you Darvish is a really solid starting pitcher that you want maybe as a number two, but like, 
when he hits that, you're like, holy crap, this guy is good. Crazy to me that he's only pitched less than 200 games still. I mean, he's he's been around since 2012. Yeah, like, I would argue you. He's also now, 34 years old. He came yeah, in from came Japan, in so he's a little older. That, that might add to it. Um, you may be one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball, just like yeah. seeing that. Let's yeah, get definitely. Let, let's get to the meat of the show. We got some fun to talk about. We're talking about weird tweets from baseball who, whatever they're doing. But first, top prospect is in the majors. Matt, who is it? Yeah, Wander Franco of the Tampa Bay Rays. It's Franco, not Franco. Got to make sure you get that right. Wander Franco, the He's not overall... related to James, and da- James Franco? Uh, I don't think so. He's the number one overall prospect in Major League Baseball. He's just been waiting in the Rays minor league system for the past couple of years. A phenomenal talent, outstanding player. Actually got the chance to see him back in 2018 when he was with the Princeton Rays. They were playing a series at Pulaski. And so I actually got to go see him. I don't think he did anything in that game, but a, a phenomenal talent, number one overall prospect in MLB, and he's making his debut right now as we record this episode of the podcast versus the Boston Red Sox tonight in Tampa. He walked in his first at-bat. He uh, went down 0-2 in the count and then drew four straight balls. They were all pretty far outside the zone, but still, to have that discipline in your first MLB at-bat and you're down 0-2, then you draw four straight balls and draw a walk. Pretty good at bat or pretty good plate appearance for his uh, his major league debut. I mean, the guy is off the charts. He, in his 2018 Appalachian League season with Princeton, he hit 351 with 11 home runs and only 19 strikeouts in 61 games. He was 17 years old that year. Last season during the 2020 season, the whole weird year at all levels of baseball, he had never even played at the double A level and the Rays brought him up to their alternate site last year. That's how much they they believe in him. That's how good he is. This season, he spent 39 games with the Durham Bulls. He batted 315 with a 367 on base percentage and a 586 slugging percentage. In 17 games in the month of June, he had 12 extra base hits and only 10 strikeouts. I mean, he does not strike out. And he has he can hit, he can hit for power. This guy is definitely the the rookie of the year favorite now that he's in the major leagues. Yeah, you want to hear uh, a random stat for you today? Wander Franco becomes the first player born in the 21st century to play in the majors. So born, I guess, 2000 on. 2001. He, he's 20 years old. So so how about that? Do you want to guess who was the first player born in the 20th century to play in baseball? The first player born in the 20th century? So born 1990, so, basically. 1990 on. Or 1991 just... on. I guess would be technically right. Are you talk, just talking about the 90s or the 20th century? Or the 1900s, the, my bad. Yeah, that would be 1900. <laughs> a little longer. Um, little I have no gap. idea. Lefty Weiner. He pitched four innings as a 17-year-old in 1919. Wow. Good That's for him. from uh, Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats on Twitter, which is actually a pretty cool follow. Cause it's yeah, greatest. he is good. So... He's got a lot of good stuff. I just but Wander Franco, that. man. I mean, what this guy, he's been hyped up so much, and it's its good to see him finally in the major leagues, even though he is still so young. He's ready. He's been playing extremely well at Durham this season, the, the Rays AAA affiliate. He is a phenomenal player. He's going to be the favorite to win the American League Rookie of the Year. I'm really excited to see what he does the rest of the season. I'm going to be tuning into Rays games all the time now because, you know, I love seeing these prospects come up and this might is the, be the second only one. 
could be. I mean, this is the second big prospect we've had come up this season so far. Jared Koenig of the Mariners, he was the number four overall prospect. He came up last month, and he ended up not doing that well, and they sent him back down. So, you know, it's really exciting to see these guys come up because you hope they're going to do well. They don't always pan out immediately like Koenig, but I think Wander Franco will. I think he's just too good to not have immediate success. I think he's going to be a name to watch starting right now. I think you, you summed it up perfectly. It's going to be you know, it's crazy how the Rays had the number one prospect coming from, you know, losing in the World Series. I mean, the American League champs, that's like crazy to me. But this guy is special from everything I've read about him and seen a little bit of his minor league stats and minor league at-bats. And it's going to be it's gonna be fun to watch him play, man. And for, you know, the Rays need stars. And, and this is their system. This is how they've always operated. You know, in in five years, he's going to get traded for like 700 prospects and they're going to keep winning. But it's going to be fun to watch for now. With him coming up, making his debut, I was just thinking about other really hyped up prospects, people that players that people were really excited for, couldn't wait until they got to the major leagues. And where would you rank all of them? I'm just thinking of some guys just from recent memory over the past decade or so. And guys that immediately come to mind are Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper with the Nationals, obviously. You got Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with the Blue Jays a couple of years ago, now Wander Franco. I mean, where do all these guys rank in terms of the most hyped-up prospects? I think recency bias has me thinking Guerrero is probably at the top, but I really think Strasburg is probably the prospect who's gotten the most hype. In, yeah, in because he was like decade. on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like he was the number one pick. He was everything. Like the, people were him. Or, I would argue Bryce Harper though. Like I would either, say it has either of them. Harper. Yeah, it's either of them. Yeah, but I would argue Harper more because people talk about Bryce Harper since he was like, like like LeBron since he was like 16 years old. Like yeah. people talked about how he skipped high school and went to community college and was playing baseball, and you know out of Las Vegas. So I I would say Harper in terms of hype. Number one, Strasburg two, and then Vlad Jr. three based off his name. Like, that's probably who I put as my top three. And then, I mean, how many of them have really delivered? Like, you could say Harper's delivered on the hype, but he also, I mean, you could make a pretty good argument that he hasn't. Uh, I would would argue Strasburg has. I don't know. I don't know that he has. Without Steven Strasburg, the Nats don't win the World Series. And yeah, he I, was really I important that year. He was he was no, extremely important it. to the World Series. It. Matt, Matt, he won a World freaking Series, man. Like, I get it. It probably wasn't to the ex- – he met the expectations. But if you're going to tell me, like, you take St- Steven Strasburg off the Nats, they don't win that World Series, man. Yeah, you're right. They don't. You're right. But that was the, that's one okay? season. Injuries is what held him back. But Yeah, definitely. I You just can't. You can't say he was a waste <laughs> or no or i'm not saying he was a waste he definitely a wasn't series. a waste or a bust i just don't know that he lived up to all the hype and what people expected from him you know i think people were expecting cy young's every year and you know all-star appearances and mvps even he brought them a world series and that was great and he's going to go down in, in nationals history for that he'll but be I the don't second know. best pitcher in Nats history behind this teammate yeah, I don't know, and especially like, since that World Series season, he he has he has struggled a lot, and it is injuries. It's not you know his fault. You can't always help when you get injured, so it's really unfortunate. 
but he's still I don't I don't think has lived up to all the hype. Speaking of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. in that little conversation right there, the juniors are just dominating Major League Baseball. If you've got a junior after your name, you are one of the best players in Major League Baseball, just like automatically. Can we just call Shohei Atani Jr.? Like, <laughs> Dig back in the in the family tree, find out that he's actually Shohei Otani Jr. I mean, right now, the top three leaders in OPS are currently Vlad Jr., Tatis, and Acuna. They're also three of the top four home run leaders. Otani is in there with 23, but Guerrero leads the league with, 20, with 23, Tatis has 22, and Acuna has 20. I mean, these three players are putting together fantastic seasons, and they're all juniors. I don't know what that says. I mean, they, I guess, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had his dad, who's a Hall of Famer. Fernando Tatis Jr. had a dad that played in Major League Baseball as well. I think Ronald Acuna Jr.'s dad played some level of baseball. He didn't make it to the Major Leagues, but he did play some level of baseball. So all of them have had, you know, fathers who played at played baseball at a high level. So I'm sure that helps, but... You know, they didn't have to name them all juniors. It's just interesting that all of those juniors are playing really well. Three of the top four home run leaders and the top three leaders in on-base plus slugging this season. I'll tell you, if I was an MLB player, I'd just add junior to the end of my name right now. I'm a third. My dad's a junior. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. Should have been the yeah. unanimous Hall of Famer. And, hey, speaking to Ty Kenton Griffey Jr., the uh, Jeopardy, you know, James Hausler has now joined the Athletic as a betting analyst. He talked about he bet five Gs on uh, Ken Griffey getting the Hall of Fame his first time to win 500 bucks. <laughs> so, how about that? All right. And, again, I would have – I might have done it too because it was guaranteed. I guess. Oh, another interesting thing, you know, I, I've been saying, you know, my coldest of cold, I have argued Garrett Cole versus Jacob deGrom on this podcast. And granted, do I think I'm wrong? No. But do I think I'm fully right? Also, no, because through 12 starts, he has a 0.5 ERA, does Mr. deGrom. The best ever. A uh, couple comparisons. Doc Gooden in 1985 had a 1.72 ERA, finished with a 1.53. Bob Gibson for the 1968 card. Bob Gibson for the 1968 Cardinals started 1.52, and um, ended with a 112. And Dutch Leonard from the classic 1914 Red Sox, going back in the day, started with a 0.72 ERA, ended the year with a 0.96. My question to you, Matthew: Does Jacob Degrom keep a sub 1.5 ERA before the year is over? Sub 1.5? Yes, because yeah, I, I think he gets the sub 2 for sure. But oh, sub, yeah, for sure. Sub 1.5. So basically, around, he he allows one more run for the a game for the rest of the year. He's definitely... He's, I think he's definitely going... He's definitely keeping it sub 1.5. I think... Even, I mean, I think the question is, does he keep it under 1? Because I think that's certainly possible. The way he's pitching... I mean, I don't think he does. He's unhittable um, right now. I agree, but I don't think he does keep it under one because it's just so hard to do in the bat. Like, home runs are so frequent that I think, you know, you go out and have 
two outings, you could have you could throw a complete game two hitter, and those two hits are solo home runs. That's two runs. That's going to bump your ERA up because it's so low. Does it make yeah. sense? Yeah, I I just I still just think. I mean, definitely, definitely under one point. Could I see it happen? Yes. Do I think? No. Another uh, really thing. crazy stat, uh, also from Jeremy Frank. With Let's it. just call this the Jeremy Frank show. Uh, after Monday's game against the Braves, Jacob Degrom's career ERA was two forty nine, and he had ten point seven strikeouts per nine innings in one hundred and ninety five starts. No other pitcher in MLB history has ever had a sub 250 ERA and 10 or more strikeouts per nine innings at any point in their career with at least 70 starts. And Jacob deGrom has done it through 195 starts. The guy's insane. I mean, That's he's the, he's, he's the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. I can't argue that. Garrett Cole's close right second. Right now, at this I, moment. I, Garrett Cole is a close second, and I'm, I will, uh, I will, you know... People say it's not close between Degrom and Cole. I, I would I would tend to did not uh, I would tend to disagree with that opinion because Garrett Cole is pretty 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 darn good. Let's uh, yeah we'll see how he does when you take a right spider tech away. He already did. He had a good outing <laughs> against the Blue Jays. All right, moving on. So uh, David Schofield from ESPN did an article. Uh, and we, we've already mentioned this guy in the podcast talking about Strasburg. Um, 30 teams that they should do uh, – should trade. A couple interesting players on this, and I, I, I want to get to your first. One player will start. The Orioles should trade Trey Mancini. And I think I brought this up earlier. That'd be, uh, you know, earlier in the podcast. That'd be interesting to do. That's kind of their only asset at this point. And yeah, so I don't – I don't, to see I don't see that Trey one happening. Trey Mancini, who is – near the top in RBIs in the league could add a valuable bat, especially to a couple of American league teams. He has the twins as sellers who have struggled of late. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but the two big names uh, were pretty interesting. Max, actually throughout are you three names, Max Scherzer, Trevor story, and also, they had in there. I have to make sure I got it right. Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers. So yeah, I, I can see that one less. happening. I can see all three uh, of those happening. I can see all three happening as well. I think the the story and Gallo are, are the more likely ones because I think the Nats still believe they can contend in a close division. But what if, like Tampa was an example of a team he used? I don't think they'll do it. But like San, San Diego, you know, who needs another arm goes and gets him or because they could giving their prospects and, and yeah. just is like F it. Let's let's do this now. Yeah, I think uh, a couple <laughs> other teams I could see. um the Rays are an obvious one. They need starting pitching, but I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they would make a trade that big. I don't. That that they're not the kind of team to make a, a splashy move like that. Couple examples: the uh, f- for trading for Max Serger or teams he gave, the Giants getting Max Serger. <laughs> do they need him? 
maybe, you know, it, to contend. And if they can win this year, get a starting pitcher, you know. I, I know, but they're just playing so well. Surgery, they're just the playing Padres, so well already. And then for a couple more teams for Trevor's story, the Padres were on there. The White Sox were on there. The, um, they were on there for Trevor's for- story? Yes. I don't see either of that as either of those happening. I mean, they both already have established shortstops. Play, they could play him at second, or the, I, guess, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I guess they could put him at second or third. I I don't know. Well, the, the Padres wouldn't put him at third. I put him at second. I do think. Well, yeah, yeah. I do think that Story's definitely going to be traded before the deadline. I think he's he's gone. He's out of there. But I don't know. I don't know if the Padres really. I don't know. There's a lot of teams that you're mentioning that I don't see them really needing a, a big deadline move. You know, they're doing well as they are, especially the Giants. The Giants are the best team in the National League, and they're leading their division. I think that they're fine the way that they are. The Padres maybe could use Story, bring him in as a second baseman. I guess I could see that. The White Sox... I, don't know. I mean, they have Tim Anderson at short. I don't know who their everyday second baseman is. So maybe they could use him. I do think he's definitely getting traded. Really sad. I mean, we could go, we could just do a whole episode about the Rockies and their dysfunction and how, you know, they've had so much wasted talent now. Trading away yeah, Arenado. Absolutely. Now they're going to trade away Story. Could We could do that someday, but today is not that day. That's for another pod. Speak, speaking of uh, podcast, make sure you leave us a subscri- uh, review and subscribe, as always. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback about the show and how great or how bad we are. Uh, love a five-star review if you can. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Give us your thoughts on who might be traded at the deadline. And speaking of tweets, Major League Baseball tweeted, Baseball as a moon the other day as I was almost going to the close, but we're, we'll touch on this right before we close out uh, the podcast here. What do you think it's about, Matt? So they, they tweeted six twenty three twenty one, which basically means the day this comes out, we'll get something. I, th- it might be something I just thought of this, the field of dreams game, maybe that that's supposed yeah, to happen. You know, it could, but I, I thought we already know everything that's that there is to know about the field of dreams game. So I don't know what they could be announcing that the caption on the tweet was big things coming. And like you said, it, it's the moon with baseball scenes on it. Rob Manfred quitting? Uh, that would... <laughs> uh, yeah, so I really don't know what is, uh, what's happening. The Toronto Blue Jays replied with a picture of a... Uh, looks like a baseball on a grill. Um, so I don't know what they're doing over there in Toronto, grilling baseballs. I don't know. Well, they're in Tampa, so... or Baseball Florida game now, on the so. moon? Moon Pie replied, said, if you're playing baseball game on the moon and didn't invite me, I swear. So, yeah, yeah, I I don't know what this is about. I would think it has something to do with the Field of Dreams game, but I don't know what. I don't know what they could be announcing. You know, one of the perks... we have to wait. One Go of the ahead. perks of uh, working for the radio station that's affiliated with MLB, I get a lot of the press releases and stuff in my email. So I'm up to date, sometimes even a little bit ahead of normal fans but i have no idea what's going on here matt matthew atkins folks mlb insider jeff passing watch of, out uh, 
Speaking of Max Scherzer, we were talking about him just a few minutes ago and whether or not he could get traded. A video now on Twitter from Danny Vietti, who we've had on the podcast before from CBS Sports. A video of Max Scherzer walking off the field. And you know the, the foreign substance checks started this week. Umpires can check players throughout the game for foreign substances. Max Scherzer coming off the field after an inning, holding out his hat and his glove for the umpires to check, and just the most annoyed look on his face, like he would rather be doing anything else than being checked for foreign substances right now. He looks like this is the most inconvenience that he has ever been in his life. As the umpires come up and check his hat and his glove and his belt, he's not a fan of these new foreign substance rules. Yeah, that's Max being Max at this point, I guess. I mean, it'd be kind of like going through the TSA every time you walk off the mound. It would be pretty annoying. Well, Matthew, it's been fun as we talk baseball for around 30 minutes. Um, any fun plans the rest of this week? I'm um, going home at the end of this week, going home to celebrate my grandma's 80th birthday. So that should Harrison be a fun time I'll getting be, the family together. I'll be in Richmond this weekend. Uh, so that should be fun. Man, you so always come to town won't times be, that I'm busy. I know, man. You know, you could come to Lynchburg. I could. I, you know, I could come to Go Lynchburg Go to a Hellcats sometime. game. I do need a. I, I have a couple of uh, stadiums and games that are on my list. Like, I need to get down to Norfolk. I've never been to a Tides game, so I'll go there sometime this summer. Game. Maybe a mini uh, weekend foul ball area road trip is in the books. Yeah, could be. Still need to get up to Fredericksburg. <laughs> need to I get up to Fredericksburg. Their, I passed the sign when I went up to uh, Baltimore for the Nets, yeah. like their stadium. So I haven't seen it, but I've seen, like, I guess it's right off the interstate. Yeah, so I want to go there. I could come down to Lynchburg, see a Hillcats game. I need to get, you know, back home to Harrisonburg, see a Turks game, get up and down the Valley League. Shout out to Sheldon Moss. Following in my footsteps, starting that Virginia Tech to Harrisonburg Turks pipeline. You'd love to oh, see oh, it. Bam. Well, you know what's another great thing you can do right now? What Do you know what it is, Matt? What? I have no idea what you're going to say. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review, as I mentioned. Five-star reviews always help. Love to hear your feedback. Also, you can follow us at Foul Ball Area, at Mackins21, at Trey Lyle, and all social media platforms. Matt, anything else to say to our listeners before we let them go? Just keep an eye on Wander Franco the rest of the year. American League Rookie of the Year favorite starting right now. I'm all in on him. Matthew is all in on Wander Franco, whose brother's named Wander Franco, whose dad's name is Wander Franco, and his son's name is Wander Franco Jr. So how about that for a final fact? Everyone have a great evening or whatever you're listening to this. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.